Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Well, Eagles for you on your Monday. What a beautiful day outside. Can't believe it's still in the 70s in mid-October. Life is good, especially when you get to hang out with this guy every Monday. Welcome back. If you missed anything in the first hour, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joined us, Montana Football Hour. Took you all the way through Montana's 30-23 to loss to Idaho. Montana State's 37-14 win at Northern Colorado. Looked at the rest of the Big Sky Conference to give you a couple thoughts moving forward into what's going to be a showdown Saturday this upcoming weekend. Weaver State coming to Bozeman, one of the games of the year in the FCS. Montana going to Sacramento, one of the games of the year in the FCS. This is the uh, date we've had circled on our calendars for quite some time. We broke it all down in the Montana Football Hour. You can find that on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the Advocates, the M-Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Thanks for listening, tuning in, watching, no matter how you're consuming the show. Always ESPN Radio, always SWX Montana Television, and always the ESPN MT app. You can also always stream the show on 1029ESPN.com. Appreciate you for being here. We were rolling so hard in the first hour, I forgot to tell you, all of the stuff when we tell you what's coming up, it's brought to you by Brett Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call today. It's time now for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morningweg, in studio with me, Colter Nuanas. It's presented by Front Street Pizza, Dazzler's Car Wash, and Rome Student Housing. Coach, how you living? I'm living great. I'll tell you what, we got to juice the fellas up. Over at the Adams Center, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's real easy, right, for fans and supporters to pat the fellas on the back when they're winning, all right? I'm just telling you, players and, to some extent, coaches, they need a little juice after something like Saturday happened. Yeah, no doubt. We're going to get to the Grizz game here in a minute. How'd your boys do this weekend? How'd Columbia, how Carroll College do? Columbia loses to Penn in a tough one, but they have Dartmouth. Homecoming Saturday, See, I think and this, I will be there. I think this Ivy League is so fascinating because, you know, you talk about Montana always talks about, well, we're going to get the best shot of everybody. In the Ivy League, they're all such old school. It's like every game is a rivalry game, right? Like you have oh, a rivalry with everybody in the league. Yeah, big time. It's it, And it's a it's a really competitive league for, for, sure. for most of them, right? Yeah. And then every now and then, they'll have one or two of those teams sort of up in the top 10 or or the 25 on occasion. Oh, for and sure. They get some really good players. I've coached quite a few Ivy Leaguers, you know. Oh, so, for sure. Uh, and, well, I mean, you know, too, you can get quarterbacks in that league because smart guys will want to go get an Ivy League education. All of a sudden, you got a Ryan Fitzgerald or something like that, or a Ryan Fitzpatrick, excuse me, yep. who's a, you know NFL-type guy. Well, you can get a lot of NFL-type guys if their priorities yeah. are academics and football, right? Many uh, priorities are football and academics. So, yeah. And then Carroll was on a bye week. So they were out recruiting just a little mm-hmm. bit. And then 
And then they have a big one, uh, Rocky, at home yep. this week. So, yeah, uh, it wasn't good for the Morningwig family. Uh, the Grizz lose and Columbia loses to Penn. Although Penn, I think, is a pretty good football team. Marty's sons, by the way, for those that haven't been following along, his older boy, Sky, is coaching there at Columbia, offensive coordinator there. And uh, then his younger boy, Bobby Cade, coaching over there at Carroll College. It's always fun getting the update on what's going on with the Morna Wags. Uh, let's talk about the Grizz. Yeah. They, uh, you know, I, I said this in the last hour, and sometimes we, we analyze this stuff to death, and there's all these details we talk about. But the fact of the matter is the Grizz have shot themselves in the foot two weeks in a row, and when they were playing on the road to Pocatello, it was against an overmatched team, so they were able to get out of there with a win. They shot themselves in the foot over and over on Saturday against Idaho, and they let Idaho completely dictate the game. And, you know, they come away with a 30-23 loss, but it's the mistakes that are there. I mean, Montana's beating themselves as much as uh, Idaho beat Montana. Well, that's the way most losses sure. happen, right? It's us, not particularly them. You look back at a loss, you go, oh, my gosh, if we just do the right thing here and the right thing there. And there's usually three or four of those that can sway a game big time. And if you look at it, I, you know, the time of possession or number of plays is more important to me. Sure, I kept track of that sort of throughout that first half. It was tilted. Uh, and, and I did not think that that was going to happen. How did it happen? The Grizz go three and out on, I believe, three of their first four drives, right? That's right. And they just missed some down-the-field throws. That's what, So you've got to overcome the misses, and they, they didn't. And then, and then the time of possession, and then the turnover ratio. Now, the Grizz were up one at halftime, right? Up one turnover. Yep. And, uh, but then it flipped in the second half. I thought uh, late in the second half, at least, the Grizz started pressing just a little too much, right? And then a lot of other things happened. And had to happen, I thought, for Idaho to win the game. I thought the bounce of the ball might have to happen. Maybe even an official's call. You know that fourth and one. Yeah. Uh, I well, did so, not. So you get to talk to the replay officials yeah, I did. As, as the color commentator for the, the TV broadcast. Explain this to people because Coach Houck, he answered a question in the post game. said, Coach, why didn't you challenge it? He said, well, every play goes to review. So about 98.5% of the time you get overturned. And I didn't want to use one of my timeouts. Uh, but what, what did you see? What did they tell you? They told us before the game, you know, they explained sure. how they're going to do it. And look, it, I'm I'm sort of against a philosophy that we sometimes use, apparently, in college football. Leagues, going, well, it's got to be more than a 10-yard play for us to do much, or it's got to be this, or it's got to be that. And I'm, and, and I'm thinking, well, this is a possible change of possession play, right. they're likely going to look at it. And then so after the game, I just asked them, well, what about that fourth and one? And they, they said that they just didn't have the right angle. And if it's clear and obvious, though, I don't think that the angle should matter so much because I saw a decent angle. And in real time, I didn't think he made it. And I'm going, oh, he must have had a little forward momentum and cross line. And then on the replay, it showed, I thought he was just short. I thought so, too. The official said he just didn't have the angle, so there's no way he could have overturned it. So, uh, now that's a big play, you For know, sure. with an official's call. And then and then there were the, the, the onside kick coming out at half. Yep. It was brilliant. And I talked to Kocek after the game. 
And I said, hey, that was a gutty call. He goes, yeah, well, we had something on him. Yeah, okay, you can have something on tape, sure. right, on the film, but you still have to execute, execute it. it. Yeah. And that's what the Grizz sort of didn't do. They didn't execute uh, several times, especially in the first half. And then the, in the second half, it looked like they were pressing just a little bit, especially in the fourth quarter. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornaweg, in studio with us here on ESPN Radio, 25-plus years as a coach in the NFL, also a Grizz Hall of Fame quarterback from back in his playing days. Presented in part by Front Street Pizza. Front Street Pizza has delicious, traditionally sourced pizza. It's right there below Rome Student Housing, right across from the old public library, just up from the new public library. Great place you can get pizza by the slice or whole pizza pies. Also, always keep it tuned here to Nuanas Now on Fridays. We'll give you a free large pizza from Front Street Pizza. Appreciate them for their continued support of the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Uh, Coach Montana, I thought, for parts of this year, have looked a lot more creative and diverse offensively. At yeah. other times, they've looked stuck in, in neutral. And on Saturday, I think a part of it was the fact that Idaho just sat on the ball. They sat on the clock. The 42 minutes of possession was certainly a, a huge factor. But I also think for this team to go where they want to go, and that's all the way. That's what the that expectation is. they got to figure out a way to be able to make plays offensively to get themselves into a rhythm. Because it's not always going to be all, you know, smothering. Defense. The defense is so good, but it's, you know, you can't expect a shutout every time. You can't expect, you know, special teams touchdowns every game. So where are we at with the Grizz offense? How do they become, uh, I guess, more, how do they take advantage or how do they sort of get the Grizz back into games? Well, first of all, you mentioned the Grizz defense. Okay, that's up for grabs right now. Are, are they great? Are they sure. really good? Are they good? I did not expect Idaho. To be able to protect as well as they did yep. with all of the different blitz combinations that the Grizz give them. They did an, an excellent job where I think the bye week may have helped Idaho directly that way, game plan-wise, sure. and a few extra reps, right? All right? And then when they didn't protect very well, the quarterback from Idaho, McCoy... He's sweet. Oh, no, come on. I mean, one guy, it doesn't bother him at all. For sure. And he is a smooth character. This guy's a player. He's a great Uh, player, man. I was impressed with him big time. I thought he showed toughness, resolve, composure. I mean, he was poised. I thought he was an excellent player. I really liked him on film before the ball game. Yeah. Right? I really liked him. I like him even way more now. I mean, on the field, he's even better than I thought he was. The ball comes, he is a very quick decision maker. He is. The ball comes out fast. So even if you beat your, your man uh, as a pass rusher, the ball most of the time is out. And then when it's not, the, the quarterback, McCoy, he can move and groove with the best of them. And then offensively, look at when you're out of rhythm, get back into rhythm, period. Okay, how do you do that? You go back to the very best strengths of your players. Put them in position to succeed. And I used to have about 15 of those plays. for. And everybody's different. All teams are different. All quarterbacks are different. So it may vary from year to year. But specifically that quarterbacks, what are his best plays, right? I think five. Uh, uh, Junior Burgum yep. is 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 a big advantage. For they sure. can move and groove with him. They can put him all over the place from the backfield to the slot to out wide. Move him, ghost motion him, and ghost motion is like a reverse type of uh, scenario and 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 through the through the line and a cross motion and all those things. So look, get 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 that fifteen plays that you know 
when things aren't going well that you can immediately go to and get your quarterback and get your team back back in rhythm. And I'm talking run and pass. So that's where we're at with the Grizz offense. Look, the Grizz have a hell of a head coach. They have a heck of a staff. They are talented players. This may be one in about five or six weeks when we look back. Man, that was a rough one, just kind of out of sync. I remember the run uh, in the Super Bowl in 1996. We lose back-to-back. I believe it was at Kansas City and at Dallas. People wrote us off. It was about midseason. And then we didn't lose another game. So uh, now the Grizz have work to do. Uh, they, they, they will not lower uh, their expectations for every player, every unit, and the team. You cannot ever lower your expectations. How do you how do you get back on track? Uh, for, losses are, are. I mean, as Bobby Houck said in his press conference today, he said, "Hey, losing is a part of sports. You know, it's it's very rare you ever run all the way through undefeated in a season." Well, that's correct, and it happens a little bit more in college than it does. In the NFL, uh, however, uh, you've got the ability to drop one, maybe even two, I suspect, and still make the playoffs. Because you make the playoffs, now you're in a single elimination tournament. Right. And you want to be playing your best, your very best, down the stretch and into the playoffs if you make it, right? So that's still a probability and a possibility with their staff and their players. You know, there's three things that really dictate an outcome of the game. You know, sometimes the crowd's in it, and I'm not counting them, but the players, the coaches, and then the officials yeah. to some extent, right? And it's a mistake-filled game, right? For sure. Even Hall of Fame-type games, right? Sure. I've had some of those. You go back and look at the film, there's some mistakes, uh, not many mentally, but some physically, and your players just overcome it and going, and and yep. make it look like there wasn't a mistake right uh and 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 then the coaches make some mistake and the officials probably make the least amount of mistakes of all but when they do it's really highlighted in it and it? it's kind of funny how that <laughs> goes sure. yeah so uh yeah uh, some some games you're going to feel like three or four calls went against you or three or four calls went with you so when they go against you what do you do all right minimize the damage Get the momentum back. When it goes for you, capitalize on it. And so there's the battle. Really good teams can overcome bounces of the ball or officials' calls. Last couple things on this Grizz game for you. One, have you seen teams change the way they're defending the Grizz, particularly when it comes to the quarterback, Lucas Johnson? I thought Idaho, in talking to their coaches before the ball game, had a really good plan. A really good plan. I mean, something that I probably, I still didn't think it would work. Right. You know, because I, th- I thought the Grizz line would sort of dominate a little bit more than they did. Yeah. Right. Uh, so so they, had, they had three or four things, and it was all about stopping the run and stopping Lucas Johnson running yep. the football. Yeah. And, and they had three or four different schemes, and they executed them beautifully for the most part, not all of them, but for the most part. And they were, Concerned with when Bergen was in, Junior Bergen, yep. because they're a little bit more creative when he's in. Yep. It gives the defense just a little bit more problems because they play him all over because why Junior Bergen can For do sure. that. He's got the skill and ability and the mental capacity to do all of these things. So so I just saw I was impressed both with, with their staff. Yep. You know, you know what I think about the Grizz staff, right? For, For sure. I was impressed with their staff. I was impressed with their game plan. But I was even more impressed with the execution of the game plan on both sides of the ball. The opposite thing happened for the Grizz, right? 
The Grizz went three and out too many times, especially early, right? right? That, okay, how do you stop a ball control team? You get them three and out. And that just didn't occur much throughout the game. So the opposite thing happened for the Grizz to win the thing big, like I thought they will probably would by the end of the game. Last question for you on this is, I and this is my opinion coming out here, but I think not just Montana, but across college football, I think sometimes, especially offensively, the play callers get way too stuck in their system rather than finding mismatches. When you're in a game like that, where they are doing some things to contain you, one of, one of your most important weapons, who's Lucas Johnson, I think you got to figure out ways to go outside of that, but also to isolate mismatches. To me, Junior Bergen is one of the best athletes in the conference. You got to get him the ball. He he had one of the. I mean, his catch, his touchdown catch, was number one on Sports Center on Sunday. But he only had two catches. How wow. you know wow. the big tight end number eleven, Cole Grossman? He only had one catch. I just I feel like if you got the guys. You recruit for a reason, right? And in, yeah. in college, you can have guys that are so superior to the guys that are they're going against. You got to figure out a way to get those guys the ball. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree with you as an offensive coordinator, right? You will use, or this is my philosophy anyway. One one part of my philosophy: utilize all eligible receivers and runners. Use all parts of the field. Yeah. Put the heat on. Them. Put the heat on your opponent. Keep them off balance with personnel groups, formation, tempos, on and on, snap count, even on and on and on, right? But the main deal, the main responsibility I felt I had was get the football into our very best players' hands early and often and everywhere in between because players, great players, will win games for you. For sure. And if you, if I came out of a game and the great Brian Westbrook only had 10 touches, what? Oh, what? Whoa, time out. This is this, this is a bad situation. <laughs> right. We better fix this thing right now. Even if we won the game, right? Or if the great Jerry Rice only got what four passes. No, no, no. Or T.O., you know, or or Deshaun Watson or or, or, or Jackson. Deshaun Jackson yeah. or 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 LaShawn McCoy. You have to get the football into these players' hands early and often. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morneweg joining us in studio. Okay, last thing for you, Coach, before we get into some NFL stuff. I wrote about you last week on uh, Skyline Sports. We did a little brief history of the battle for the Little Brownstein, and Idaho had dominated uh, that rivalry until you guys broke through, and that was one of your – I remember you saying that was one of your favorite wins when you guys beat them uh, in 82 on the way to the conference championship. So cheer the Grizz. Really, we beat them in 81 as well. Uh, and, and, and that's right. 81, and the fellas got, got uh, Naseby Reinhardt. On their shoulders. Legendary trainer at the University of Montana. Legendary player and trainer, right? I mean, this guy this guy was 60-something years old when he was training when I was playing, and his forearms were like Popeye. I was <laughs> jealous of him. I mean, this guy, this guy, this man was a stud. Plus, he's a man that you trusted. Everything he told me throughout my career was correct, you know, so right. there was a trusting there. And and he straightened me out a couple of times, you know, when I was whining and crying like a little baby, you know. <laughs> he, he'd straighten you out. He, he, he was a man that I really, really trust. They carried him off, and I, I wish I would have been a part of it, but I didn't know we were doing it. They carried him off the field because he had such a rivalry with Ido. Yeah. Something happened back in the day when he was playing or training well in his early days. So uh, that was a fantastic win, and that was one of the many times that I thought we had the thing turn is we, when the fellows got to carry the great Naseby Reinhardt off the field at Idaho. 
Love that story. Coach Marty Bordeaux again in studio with us for the Monday Afternoon Quarterback. It's presented in part by Rome Student Housing. Rome Student Housing has all sorts of options for you or your potential student, or maybe you are a potential student. They have studio, one bedroom, two be- bedroom, four bedroom, and uh, four bedroom with two bath, and four bedroom with four bath as well. All sorts of perks, uh, including high speed internet, cable, uh, modern floor plan designs. The majority of the units have their own full bathrooms attached to the bedroom. No more waiting for a shower. They also have a bike and ski tune room. It's right adjacent to the Qantas Park, so you can hit up the tennis courts, basketball courts, volleyball courts, multiple study rooms, secure indoor bike storage, all sorts of things. Go check out Rome Student Housing online. Great way for your kids to have a safe living experience. Great way to find an affordable one. Great way to budget all of it. Go check out Rome Student Housing. Appreciate them for the being the presenting sponsor of the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy G, Matt Stafford, they're all three and three. What the hell's going on in the NFL? We'll dive into it next. Keep it right here. You want us now, ESPN Radio. One, two, three. You want us now on ESPN Radio. Welcome back. You want us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Colter Nuanas joined by Marty Mordenweg here in studio with us. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. It's presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. Usually we do this at the end of the first part, but we wanted to t- thank our friends at Rome Student Housing. So now let's give you a free car wash. How about a couple free car washes? $50 gift card courtesy of Dazzler's Car Wash. Call right now, 406 888 1029. That's 888 Call right now. 406-888-1029. Caller number five. We got a free $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's Car Wash. Our neighbors right here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, just right here on uh, on Radio Way. You been getting your truck washed over there, Coach? Oh, absolutely. Dazzler's? Are you kidding me? It's like a production over there, and it's fast. And when It's so fast. Oh, yeah, it's fast. And then when you're truck or car comes out, it is like sparkling. Dazzlers. I love it, man. Uh, the the main storyline right now in the NFL is that many of the teams that we thought were going to be big-time contenders are all sort of still up and down, up and down. And uh, it's just it's so interesting given how much sustained success guys like Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and Tom Brady in Tampa Bay have had, how much success Kyle Shanahan's had in uh, San Francisco, and then of course the defending Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams, the whole four of those teams I just named, the Bucks, the Packers, the 49ers, and the Rams, they're all sitting there at 3-3, three and three, and when they haven't looked good, they've looked real bad, and it's been really interesting to watch. What is your analysis on this? I mean, what is What are the things that ail these teams at this moment? Well, first of all, the first thing that would come to somebody's mind is is it kind of switching the old guard yeah, right. to the new guard right. and both both teams and quarterbacks, right? Yep. Now I would expect you just named four of those teams that are at three and three. Am I right? Those four. That's right. At least one and maybe two of those teams are gonna stack some wins together, make a run, and then do some damage in the playoffs. Now how far they can go, who knows? But all of those teams, all of, let's say Two of them have Hall of Fame-type quarterbacks. Another one has a heck of a quarterback. And then the other one has won a lot of games. I'm talking about Jimmy G. So 
One and maybe even two of those teams are going to make a run. So let's not count those teams out quite yet. The the NFL season, it is a marathon. Well, Some teams sure. change, change their identity two or three times during a year. It's so long. The, the Rams, I think, first of all, I think that there's a certain element of people have figured out a little bit how to scheme against Sean McVay's offense a little bit. I also think, though, they're just they just are really shorthanded. I mean, they don't really have any any running backs of any sort of uh, veteran um, accomplishment. They don't. Cooper Cup is a great player. He needs other guys to help him. Allen Robinson was supposed to be a huge offseason acquisition. He hasn't really been. I always thought Robert Woods was really underrated there. Odell Beckham really underrated there too. I mean, I guess ODB's never underrated because he makes sure to get on camera any chance he can get. But I, I do think that the Rams personnel-wise, they're just they're struggling a little bit. They, their offensive line is is busted up, and I, I think it's just a player issue right now. I think for both the Rams and the Packers, actually, I think both those teams, it's personnel that's holding them back more than anything. Well, I hundred percent agree. Uh, but but coaches and quarterbacks, once they get some fellows healthy, if they haven't lost them. For the whole year, you know, that's a big key is the health, you know, go, sure. going forward. If 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 they get some fellows back healthy, right, then they can start stacking some with Don't count any one of those four teams out quite yet in about three or four more weeks with no more about these teams. Well, I think that the, the Niners have so many dudes on defense. I mean, they, they have elite talent defensively, so they, I think they're going to find their footing. I think Kyle Shanahan's proven it. He can do it. And I think in Tampa Bay... There's a lot of drama going on. There's a lot of chatter that has nothing to do with football going on. Tom Brady was not happy. He was uh, he, he was slicing and dicing his offensive line after the game yesterday. But I also think that they'll figure it out because I think I think that the thing that those two teams have to, to sort of carry them is they both are elite on defense. Yeah, that's true. So so those two teams right have Hall of Fame quarterbacks typically with a good defense, good yeah. to great, right? Yeah. The quarterback will get it figured out yeah. and get the fellows playing the way that that quarterback wants them to. However, I am questioning just a little bit. I don't think it's a it's a huge deal, but for Tom, uh, you know, in the preseason stuff and the personal thing, yeah. I, and look at he's he's such a pro. But then he goes to Robert Kraft's wedding the night before the game. I just don't, that doesn't happen. Right, that doesn't happen. Now, has he earned it? Probably. Sure. Did it affect him? Probably not much. Did it affect some of the other teams' perception? Maybe. It just didn't smell right uh, for any any player. Now, if there's a serious situation, right, a mom or a dad or what, or, or children, something like that, that's when those things typically would occur. When you have a team that has a bunch of, of publicity, a bunch of press going into the year, high expectations, and then you sort of sputter coming out the gates. How hard is that to deal with? Or I guess how do you not have them listen to the outside noise? Well, that's that's a great point, and it depends on the experience of your head coach sure. and the experience of your team leaders. Yeah. And it's it's all about consistency and getting better every day and good things will happen. Yeah. And then there comes a point where right. and you had you worked for a couple guys that had 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 so much experience in that too, right? I mean, yeah. Andy, Andy Reid's been around the block a hundred times. Yeah, and and Mike Holmgren and on and on and on. Sure. But those those head coaches and leaders who are very consistent, and once again, they don't bend. There will be no bending on what we're going to accomplish. That takes you far, and that gets you through 
sort of the mess sometimes. Yeah. Now, a mess could come early in the year. It could come in the middle, or it could be. It, it could come towards the end. It's going to happen. That adversity is going to happen. So those teams that can motor through it, and many times it's better in the at the beginning or the or the middle. You motor through it, you come out that other end even stronger and even better. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morningweg in studio with us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Uh, you must feel very vindicated in your thought on Jalen Hurts because I know that you loved him your last year there in Philadelphia when he was a rookie, and uh, he's gone from a mystery to then, oh, this kid has a little bit, to now, unbelievable. I mean, he, he, last night he looked great again. Uh, what, what do you think of, of what, what has improved most about his game that's has let him have the Eagles now right here, Jalen Hurts, at 6-0? and You got me all juiced up. Look <laughs> at the last quarterbacks I've coached, Jalen Hurts, the great Lamar Jackson, although he made a couple major mistakes. He made late big mistakes game. yesterday. I mean, you know, now that, that will rarely happen. Don't bet against Lamar Jackson. No, for sure. And then the great Geno Smith, and, and well, are you kidding me? He's doing great. Uh, yeah. uh, if he can lead that team? To the playoffs? I mean, what a feather in his cap. And I, I thought with Geno, it'd be year four, five, six, somewhere in there. Where, and then he went through a bunch of injuries. And, sure. then, and all of a sudden, he's got a second opportunity a little bit later than than any of, or at least I expected. And and he's doing a fine job there. But the, the Jalen Hurts, we've talked about Jalen before. You know what I think about him. He knows what I think about him. I, I will tell you, when he was at Alabama... Right, and Tua sort of beat him out. He had yeah. won a lot of games. Now he was yeah. a heck. Of, I mean, he was the SEC Offensive Player of the Year before he, Tua Tagovailoa took over for him. He was a heck of a football player. You put that film on, and you say the man's a winner, yeah. right? The man wins a lot of games. He's a heck of a football player, but the quarterback position thing was a question mark still, right? Yeah. So then he goes to Oklahoma, right? And I put that film on. Whoa. He made a huge jump as far as becoming a passer of the football. So he had all the other things, instincts, toughness, you know, talent, all those things. And I thought if he could make a big jump, let's say, in his rookie year in the NFL, right, and then make another small jump somewhere in the first three or four years, man alive, you could have something special. Now, I will say, right, they were that new staff, which is important because he's in a second year of the same system. Yes. That's important for a quarterback, right? But they were, if you remember, the Philadelphia Eagles were two and five to begin last year, right? And there were still big time questions. But that staff, kudos to them. They figured out. You talk about system, they were just running their system. Yeah, right. And then they adjusted to the strengths of their talented quarterback. And man alive, have they won a lot of games since then. And they're the last undefeated team left in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills went on the road, had a signature win yesterday against Kansas City. And not only in the scope of this season, but also vanquishing some of the demons from last year too. I mean, that was an all-time classic game in the playoffs. What an unbelievable win for the Chiefs. What a heartbreaking loss for the Bills. It was crazy. And then Buffalo goes in there and uh, gets them yesterday. So, I mean, what can that do? I mean, the Bills are already sort of one of the front runners in the AFC, but that's the type of win that can really vault you. Well, that's right. It's it's one of those wins, even though we're early in the season of, like I said, a marathon season. First of all, the confidence and the mojo, right? Yeah. That's first. That, that will carry you a long way, right? And then secondly, though, you get towards the end of the season, this win – uh, that the Bills had over the Chiefs goes a long way because even if they tie record-wise, that head-to-head comes in, they get the home field. They get the bye, right? So 
Uh, That game could end up going a long way. I would expect the Chiefs to recover and start motoring again. Uh, But the Bills, huge win, especially for this early in the season. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornoweg, in studio with us. Who are the biggest surprises and the biggest disappointments so far one-third through the NFL season? We'll do that next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Imagine if there's just like one of the biggest music acts in the world and they went and did a live concert at a prison. <laughs> Man, the world has changed. A little Johnny Cash for you here on your Monday. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningweg in studio with us here uh, on your radio dial, on your television set, and on that app. We do this the second hour of each Monday. Appreciate you for being here. If you missed anything in the show so far, you can always catch it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is available on all your various podcast hosting platforms and is proudly presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Let's do some uh, biggest surprises, biggest disappointments so far at the one-third mark of the NFL season. We're playing 17 games now, so six games into the year. We're about a little bit more than one-third of the season complete. Some of the biggest surprises, Coach, are a couple of the teams in the Big Apple. And I know you're heading back east this uh, upcoming week, but uh, the New York football Giants and the New York Jets, I mean, the the Jets went into Lambeau and, and whipped the Packers' butts yesterday. I mean, they, they looked – it was not like an upset. Like, they went in there and handled them. And uh, the Giants, they keep on winning too. This has been – I mean, it's, kinda, it's good for the NFL because they're going to be on national TV all the time anyways, win, lose, or whatever, because it's New York City. But I kind of like this Jets team, man. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You know I coached there for a couple years. Uh, for sure. Gino was a rookie. With yeah, Gino Smith. Yeah. So, look at what a great fan base they have. For sure. If they get it rolling, you know, if they get it rolling, it's just a fantastic place, fantastic facilities, right? Uh, fanta- and I will tell you, that head coach has done a nice job because he went through hell last year just a little bit. For sure. Right? This rookie quarterback out of BYU. Zach Wilson. Right? You know, he's kind of matured here. He's gone through some injuries. For sure. He's gone through some Twitter-type things, you know. (laughs) His mama's on, you know. (laughs) You know, these type of things. You know, know, first of all, clowns can't lead. You know, have fun. Have a little fun. You get your hard work and preparation done. Have a little fun, but... Well, let's just uh, let's just understand. Clowns can't lead, and and when you're on the Twitter and Mama's on the Twitter and all the you know all these things. Okay, so I think they got that calmed down. I think he's healthy now. Yeah. Right. I think he's healthy. And wow, is he playing pretty good? And that defense, they got it rolling there. And the Jets, and then the Giants. Are you kidding me? To beat the Ravens like they did. For sure. Right. Come all the right? way back. Right. Like they did. I mean, that is a feather in their cap for the future. I'm not sure either one of those teams can hold up game after game after game to a top, let's say, eight sure. uh, a team. But, wow, they're close, aren't they? I mean, if you bank uh, – the Giants are 5-1, and one, so that means you bank them, you know, every like you were mentioning last week, every time you get another win, then it it, it, it the rest of the year, you're that much closer to the playoffs. I mean, if you get to five, six, seven wins, then you can just go 500 down the stretch and you're still going to be in the playoffs. So, you know, maybe not playing well at the end of the year 
we'll, we'll see if they are or not. But banked wins definitely go uh, a long ways for sure. Uh, the other thing I think you see with the Jets, it, and I think that this is sometimes the the, the national analysts. Well, I, I actually think that the narrative around the NFL, the quarterback position is absolutely the most important position in all of sports. But sometimes it overshadows everything to an extent we don't talk about the other stuff. The Jets fans were always booing all the draft picks because it wasn't a quarterback until they finally got this kid. But guess who they were drafted? That defensive front. I mean, yeah. look at those guys. I mean, they got Quinn and Williams from Alabama. I mean, their defense is nasty. And it might not be the sexy picks that the, the fans wanted for several years. But then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're you're one of the best defenses in the NFL. Oh, it's kind of cyclical, in it, it? Because, you know, some people say defense wins championships. And I, I kind of say... Well, defense prevent you from losing, right? If they don't score, the other team can't win. You need an offense. And typically, at the end, you know, the really good offenses combined with a, a top 10 or even top 8 or 5 defense end up winning the, the Super Bowl. But uh, the scoring is down yeah, in the NFL. It is. So you wonder why. Why is this happening? Because all the rule change all, and the protection of the quarterback and all these things – have sort of forced people into throwing the football at a yeah, high rate, yeah. and you score points throwing the football. So why is this? What's your thoughts? I, I think there's several different things coming. I, I think that I think one, I think that the, the top level of college football is producing ready-made defensive linemen and linebackers like never before. I mean, you can straight up pick a kid out of Alabama. There is no learning curve whatsoever. That dude's going to be a top 20 guy at his position straight out the gates. Like, it, there is no, like, oh, three, four years till this guy's going to be good. You can get a dude who's one of the best defensive tackles in the in the league right away. I also think, though, with the influx of these new coaches, there's a lot of – I think that the the – there used to be this fundamental difference between pro-style offenses and college-style offenses. Now it's so meshed. But I think the reaction to that is playing way more meshed-type defenses. There's so many defenses in the league that are saying, okay, we're going to get all of our big, mean dudes up front, but we're also going to prioritize speed. And they're getting guys... I mean, that's why guys like Troy Anderson and you know guys that are like sort of these cover linebackers that can just run and tackle in open space... That's what's taking over the league. So I think that they're saying, hey, between the 20s, take all the empty calories you ever want, then we're going to bow up in the red zone. And I think it's it's all factors. But I think the teams have sort of prioritized speed defensively, especially in the second two levels. I 100% agree with you. The ability to run and hit. You've got a job in the NFL if you can do that. Uh, but there's some other things that I think come into play. Is it cyclic? Are we going to get more scoring? Uh, no. uh, I'm not sure because the weather changes sure. at some point sure. right here, right? In the, and typically in the NFL, the scoring goes down just a tick, not 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 drastically, but yep. but a tick. Okay, and they've changed the cut block rules in the NFL. They've done it in college, right? Protection of players, right? Well, if you're a defender. Right, you not only defend your own goal line, but you defend yourself. Right, and once you take away cut blocks from a defender, he can play fast and furious without the thought that he might have to defend the cut block. Right, boom, he's gone. So I think that's a a, a real possibility. The other possibility is the analytics. Right, here's yes. what's going to happen. Right. It probably already has. Right, Coulter, the analytics are going to be doing analytics on the analytics. That's right. Because, <laughs> right. because these analytics, here's what's happened. 
they have the analytics have sort of forced most teams, not all, but most of these NFL teams to be way more aggressive in in these critical situations. I've never seen more fourth and one, twos and threes down in field goal range. Go for it and blow up on him and not for make sure. it. So instead of getting seven or a given three, they get nothing. That happened in the Bills-Chiefs game yesterday for both teams. They both forgot, went uh, taking field goals and then didn't get it. It yeah. was crazy. Oh, you know, so that's happened time after time. And the, the, these guys are still staying with these analytics. Well, analytics, if you, if you know, it, that's over a long period of time. And I know this. That every individual game, let alone every individual play, for sure, is is its own entity, and so it depends on a lot of other factors rather than these averages and percents and all that. Anyway, food for thought for the scoring going down in the NFL. Well, we kind of gave you our uh, biggest disappointments right off the top with all those teams that are sort of sucking three and three. It's too, it's too harsh to deem them as fully failures at this exact moment. I just think there's a lot of progress to be made for the defending champions, Rams, the 49ers, the Packers, the Bucks, The Ravens have been up and down this year, even though they've the, the Ravens are seriously like four minutes of football away from being 5 of 1. You it, know, it's with the crazy. Ravens, I know the Ravens pretty well. Yeah. Their defense was horrible early in the season, they, right? They were. All right, all right. And then, and then they got that straightened out pretty well the last couple of games, right? Yep. And then, and, then, and then they've had some turnovers and so forth. And it just hasn't clicked for them. Now, what a talented team, though. If they, if they, got, I thought if they got the defense straightened out, which they did about two weeks ago, right, that they would be, they would stack some wins together. And I'm, I'm still not so sure that they don't. But uh, tough, tough start with the expectations of the Baltimore Ravens, especially with that quarterback they have that I think is one of the great players ever to play, uh, to, you know, athletically. Monday afternoon, quarterback coach Marty Mortaway joining us in studio. Talking all things NFL. It's presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. They're just right over the street, right across the street from us. Come get your rig all shiny and new. When it gets to be winter, they do the the undercarriage, so they get all the salt and all the de-icer off the bottom. That's great for the paint job of your rig. So uh, be sure to check out Dazzler's Car Wash here on Radio Way. Also, thank you to Front Street Pizza, located there on Front Street, across from the old public library, just up from the new one. And also, thank you to Rome Student Housing. Uh, the other surprises in the league are, uh, I think, so far, Atlanta being 3-3 three and because three, I think a lot of people thought they were going to be maybe uh, fast-tracking towards you know a top-five pick again. But the Minnesota Vikings have also been a, a huge surprise, 5-1, and one, and I think so much of it is just finding continuity within a team that's built around their offense and having an offensive head coach. And their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, yeah. is playing out of his mind. I mean, he's playing out of his mind. Part. He's playing out of his mind. Yeah. And so, so the coach... Who's, who's, who's done an excellent job, early in the season at least, has played directly to Kirk Cousins' strengths and the strengths of their team. For sure. I mean, they got a role. They got a little mojo there. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of hang in there, hang in there, hang in there, and get one of those uh, wild card spots in the playoffs. I mean, in that division, if the Packers don't figure it out, I mean, they're going to be able to bank some wins against the Bears and Lions, and then all of a sudden, okay, maybe you're talking about division champs. The Lions, what is going on? I've got a couple really good friends that are coaching there, coaching, coaching friends, right? Man, did they start off offensively hot, and then they just kind of bent. What was that, about week three or four? They just kind of bent, and it just hasn't looked good in the last couple of weeks. Let's talk about tonight's game. 
this portion, it's a new addition. Uh, happy to have our friends at Sportsbet Montana back involved with us. We'll be giving you various different uh, betting stuff. We're not going to do, we don't do really picks. We're just going to tell you what the lines are and then analyze the game, and you can go make whatever pick you want. But tonight, Monday Night Football, the Chargers minus three and a half at home against the Denver Broncos. This, I think, is a huge game for both of these teams. You know, if you look back, like we were talking about earlier, six weeks from now, the team that loses this may very well be out of the playoffs. This, These two teams, it's, it's crazy to say this early this year because things do change. But this is almost one of those must-wins sure. early in the year for these guys. I mean, what what a great talent at quarterback, and it just hasn't shown up quite as much as I expected for the Chargers. For sure. Justin right? Herbert's one of the most talented guys in the league. And, and the Broncos... What is going on? So the great Russell Wilson arrives at the Broncos, and it just hasn't clicked. So why? Why hasn't it clicked? New coach, young coach, experienced quarterback, a Super Bowl winner, right? It just hasn't meshed quite yet. Are they still in the learning phase? Player and coach, coach and player. Big, but now you should get that done in the offseason. That's what I'm saying. Right. This you is know. not the time to be figuring it out. Right? Well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, all of a sudden it clicks and during a season, even, and then off they go. I, I would put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands just a little bit more than they do. Now, I will say, I think Russell needs a good a good or better running game, and then he'll flourish. So just make it simple. Make it really simple on what we need to do, and I'm talking the Denver Broncos, to get on the winning track. Good afternoon, quarterback. Second hour of every Monday show here on Nuanas Now. Appreciate this guy, 25-plus years in the NFL, Marty Mornaway, for joining us each week. Love having you, Coach. Thanks so much for being here, man. Coulter, you're the best. 102.9. Gotta love it. We will be back at it tomorrow. We're in the rhythm now. It's, it's, it's the heart of football season. So we gave you all your college in hour one, all your NFL in hour two. Tomorrow we'll get things kicked off with some high school stuff. We'll do high school for the whole first hour tomorrow. Very much looking forward to going through all of the stuff in the football world and otherwise. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. This has been Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, It's all we practice. Uh, You're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.